the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here to help you start and grow a successful business. And I know many of you have a lot of things you could be doing today. You could be listening to the other talk radio station, listening to things about politics. I mean, many of you could be getting irate right now. Think about what you could be doing. You could be listening to people talk about political things that need that we can't control, and then you can be getting yourself worked up into a frenzy, and then uh, you get upset, and then you carry that frustration on to, to the next week and the next day, and you just keep getting frustrated about things you cannot control. Or you could listen to this show where we only focus on things that you can control. So that is what I love about the Thrive Time Show is that we're 100% focused on being the best business coaching uh, program on the planet. And this just in, our daily show is for free. And so you're not paying $56,000 to go to the University of Tulsa to listen to a professor pontificate about a syllabus that at no point has anything to do with how you will make money or not make money. It's all about practice. Practical knowledge that you don't learn in college. And so here we go inside the box that rocks today. We have Miss Sharita Bent joining us. Miss Sharita, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm great. So happy to be here with you guys. Now, Sharita is a is a business coach and she's all, she also has a sensational voice. Uh, you sang the, the OU National Anthem this year. Is that, is that correct? I did. I did. It was fun. On a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous were you? Were you 12? Were you 47? I mean, I know, I know 12 and 47 are bigger than 10, but sure. how nervous were you? Yeah, well, this time that I did it, because this wasn't my first time doing it, they, they had me come back and I was very appreciative. This time I was really nervous. Um, I, I did really well. I don't think anyone could tell, but inwardly, I was definitely a 10 with the nerves this time. I don't know why. I don't think anyone could tell at all, except for that one part when right, right before it went in, 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 in the rocket's red glare when you started just screaming yeah. I'm so nervous that's what gave it away no it's great and people can find it on YouTube is that right it is I have a YouTube channel yes what they would can, someone have to search for to find they this they can thing? go on my website it's Sharita Bent my last name is Bent B-E-N-T dot com um, I have a YouTube channel I'm also on Facebook and I post all of my singing there so. awesome yeah, awesome thank now you. I also have my incredible wife of 15 years on today's show Vanessa how are you doing I'm doing great I just get excited to have Sharita on something about the vibe in the room. And, you know, you're talking about her singing, which is amazing. Yeah. But when I see Sharita, I always think dancing because she's yeah. got the moves. She's got, she's got, the, got moves. the moves. She does. And she doesn't have the moves like Jagger because Jagger has weird yeah. moves. Why would you want to have moves she's got like all Jagger? good moves. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Now, just so we're not t- totally outnumbered there, men of Tulsa. Yes. We have we have, a, a, the, we have the executive producer, Sam, always available on that microphone. Sam, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. And yes, I'm always here beautiful (laughs) all right so what we're talking about today is this is a continuation from yesterday's show we're talking about the six steps to becoming a master okay Uh, to becoming truly great at something and so i think just to kind of tee this up so we're making sure we're we're connecting here all of us want to do something great i think everybody loves to go watch a great basketball game if you're into basketball a great golfer if you're into golf a great uh, singer, if you're into singing, a great—it's fun to see a great business. Nobody wants to go and 
study mediocrity and go, wow, how did they become uh, below average? That's amazing. Wow. Uh, everybody wants to be great, but how, how do you become great at something? So step number one is you want to determine your life's work or task. It's so important that you define in your personal life and in your business life, what is your life's work? Because you have to commit to something, okay? Now, the second move is you have to begin an apprenticeship program, whether that be informally, like you reach out to somebody who knows the way. Maybe you get a job working for somebody who has that skill. Uh, maybe you partner up with somebody, but you've got to find a way to be apprenticed and be trained up in the arts or the skills of that given profession. Now, step three is you want to commit to this career for 10 years. As, as, as we said on yesterday's program, you want to commit to something for 10 years. And now we move on to today's show where we're talking about steps four, five, and six. So step number four, you want to use deadlines to get things done. So uh, Vanessa, I'm going to start with you on this here. Okay? okay. So step three is you want to commit to something for 10 years. So I'm going to pick on you and your uh, your cheerleading uh, exploits. Back in the day. Yeah. So you were a, a cheerleader from when to when approximately? Well, not quite 10 years, but, you know, um, so eighth grade is my first introduction to it. Left the world of gymnastics and then did cheer. So that was 13. What yeah. were some things that you could do that the average human could not do, the average human cannot do? Like, for instance, I am known for my crane kicks, my <laughs> flips, my cartwheels. His flexibility. My flexibility. Touching both. his toes. Yeah, I have all these giftings. People know me. A lot of times people are like, would you stop doing oh the spread God. eagle? I, I, I do have to say it's this. It's so awkward. It, it stop doing the spread eagle. entertaining for anyone to see if me stretching Clay. Every now and then he asks to be stretched because he feels like he's just gone too far. It's, it's, oh it, it, it needs to happen, and it's always comical. Oh no, it's because something hurts usually. <laughs> no. yeah. So here's the deal. So the thing is, I mean, it's, in all sincerity, you could do some things. So could you do what is it? Is it a standing back? What the heck is a standing back? Well, I think it's 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 just like this. I didn't have ten years yet, but because I had, you know, anyone who has a introduction to something to a skill, so I had that that younger was introduced to it at a younger age, so it was easier for me when I came back later. Um, to go pick up the skills, and yes, I needed to eventually, you know, to get a standing back or how to have these. Um, what is a standing back? Nobody listening knows oh, what yeah. a standing back <laughs> okay. is. We're all going. Okay. Uh, aren't we all having a standing back? Okay. I mean, we're standing. <laughs> Do we not all have a back? I mean, what is? <laughs> all right, you're making this sound like it's, you yeah. know, I guess so co common sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's standing and doing a, a backflip and then landing on your feet again without using your hands. Oh, so it's, it's like so a standing. Easy, yeah. It's exactly what it says. A standing back tuck. It's yeah. not. You tuck your knees up when you go over. Ex exactly. It's a gymnastics move. Yes. Mm -hmm. All yeah. things that I do is a warm up before <laughs> I get into the really serious stuff. Now the next thing is a full. What's a full? Uh, what, what's so that? it's another um, gymnastics move. But you know, in in cheerleading, they like to have a gymnastics background, and so you would get into that by doing a round off back handspring and then is a full what they say which is like a layout which is where you're flipping over straight but you're <laughs> twisting at the same time it's very beautiful very beautiful 360 degrees yes it sounds sounds so easy it sounds so easy so here's the deal so what you do is you you start off you commit to like a 10-year game plan you say i'm gonna i'm gonna commit to doing this until we're great so your coach uh who was your coach who who was this crazy guy teaching you ladies standing flipping not using your arms it's not safe that way who, um, who was your coach so his name was james speed but he basically, just like you said, he had a standard of skills, which anyone has in a business or, you know, anything you're, you're looking at doing. And then set us up 
for success saying, okay, this is the process you can take to learn these skills. Well, nobody (laughs) has what you just said. You said, I think everybody has it. No one has it. No one has it? No. This is so so sad. Why do people not have this? They need it. I'm going to brag on Kirkpatrick and Lai. Ashrita, have you met one of our coaching clients, uh, Dr. Joe Lai? I have. Such a sweet, kind man. Doing my daughter's, our daughter's braces right now, and her teeth are looking amazing. She's growing up. Now, here's the deal. Here is the deal, Thrivers. Two things. One, if you're... Uh, you know, 12 or younger. My daughter's not available for dating until she's 47 because <laughs> that's a mature age. Uh, I've thought about it. 46, too young. 48, too old. 47. Sweet no, spot. but Dr. Joe is a great guy. Yeah. And what he realized is, hey, I'm a great orthodontist. People, they come in, their teeth aren't straight. They leave with their teeth straight. They might have some jaw problems. They leave and their jaw's fine. He has a long record of great reviews. If you actually go online and you search Kirkpatrick and Lie, you're going to see his reviews. The top orthodontist, he has a zero money down uh, payment plan, just very flexible. He's just a great person. Mm-hmm. But what Joe realized is, hey, I'm not a search engine expert. You know, I'm not a sales expert. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm not a brander. I'm not a logo. I'm not, I'm not a the designer. I'm not a videographer, photographer, drone guy, online commercial maker, social media ad maker. So he reached out to us to help him. But what's exciting about business coaching is you get a chance to learn something from every client. And one thing that I learned from Joe and that I, I totally admire was he has a regimen uh, when it comes to training his people that is on par with like a professional sports team or maybe what you're referencing, Vanessa, in cheerleading. But he has these skills that everyone has to have. Great. And you have to test out and pass those skills and demonstrate a mastery of those skills before you can move on. And so I'm just encouraging you, Thriver, right there, Thriver out there, what is the skill that you want to become great at? Think about it. What What is it that you want to be truly awesome at? Because 10 years from now, unless you get hit by a bus, you're going to be alive 10 years from now. And are you going to be great at anything? Or are you going to be mediocre at a bunch of stuff? Because society would, would pull us and steer us and tell us that you're eccentric. You're spending all your time playing the piano. When are you going to come and hang out with us? And you go, never. I'm playing the piano till I'm great. <laughs> and so if you study the lives of Stevie Wonder or a Tulsa favorite of Ryan Tedder, or you look at anybody who's great at anything, they have spent a disproportionate amount of time focused on that thing. So I want to go back to your high school cheerleading uh, career here. Um, how many hours a day, Vanessa, were you spending cheerleading back in the day? Well, back in the day, <laughs> uh, like I said, we had a lot of tools at our disposal, which is great because our coach owned the gym. So he said, essentially, you can come as much as you want for this this flat fee, and I'm not going to charge you anymore. So when you have access to tools... And, and people to, I guess, mentor, mentor us, our coaches, to, to work with us on those skills. You know, our team practiced together, um, you know, during slow season or whatever, four hours a week. Now, when it came to prep for nationals, I mean, it was every day. Intense. Um, but, uh, yeah, so on average it was four. But then I would come on my own an additional two hours. How many hours, hours. We would do two hours. Um, two times a week was our regular practice schedule, but then I could would come on my own probably an additional um, two more times a week. So that's additional four more hours. How so many hours a week, roughly? Um, that's eight. So eight hours a week you're practicing. So if you're spending eight hours a week practicing something, and for how many years did you do it? Well, from eighth grade until you know five years. Yeah. So you know wow. you, you think about the the compound amount of hours. So you know mm-hmm. you're spending on a, in a given month right there. 30 hours a month, 360 hours a year. And for how many years? How many years was it? 
um, five. Five years, yeah. So you end up looking at that. I mean, you've spent a lot of time. And a lot of people out there, they go out there and open a business, but they're spending no time to work on the business. They're just working all this time in the business, but they're not taking time out of their schedule to work on it, and therefore they're not developing any, any sense of mastery on something. And I think one of the key things, though, is you know you want to work on something, whatever skill that is, but you need the tools to do it. True. If I would have spent the same amount of time but didn't have... Um, the wisdom of that instructor. Sure. Maybe just in your backyard oh, trying yeah. to he figure was like it out. Oh, yeah, the best of the best. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and just the mindset and all that, you're not going to have the same results. Mm-hmm. And even just being able to have access to, to his gym, his coaches, and then also, like I said, the mindset. And so I know what you're saying about working on the business, but also what tools are, are, are these listeners using and what tools do they have available to them? Because it does make a, a huge difference. It does. And grasping around in the dark trying to figure sure. it out. Well, I would say this to anybody listening right now is is you have to find an apprentice out there. So step number one is determine your life's work. If you don't know what it is, go back and listen to yesterday's show at thrivetimeshow.com. Listen to that show. Figure out what it, what it, what do you want to do with your life. But the second thing is you got to begin that apprenticeship program. If you want to learn how to start and grow a successful company, obviously we can help you. That's what we are. We are the world's best business coaching program. However, if you want to learn um, sales, you know, you want to learn uh, photography, you want to learn uh, marketing, you want to learn to be a gymnast. I mean, you might have a different uh, coach for that kind of thing. If you want to learn to become a proficient drummer than you would if you're going to start a proficient uh, business uh, career. So just think about that. Now, the third thing is you want to commit to 10 years of doing something and move forward. You got to break down your big goal now into daily tasks. You have to set these rigid and tough deadlines. So often, we're not setting any daily deadlines for anything. So it takes, I know a thriver I'm talking to, if you're the thriver I'm talking to right now, why is it taking you six months to get a lease? Go sign that freaking lease. You got to break it into some steps and get that done. No, no lease should take six months to get signed. All right, thriver, if that's you, you know I love you, but quit taking all that time. Sign that lease. Newt Wright. I am uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm with Farmers Insurance. I heard it uh, through my uh, mentor and coach, uh, Clay Stairs. I've learned uh, so far um, the different uh, systems to uh, implement in my business and how um, systems um, that are scripted can uh, really be repeatable and uh, uh, learned by anybody. I would describe the overall uh, Thrive uh, Workshop is uh, an excellent uh, experience uh, with the knowledge that Clay possesses and the ability to uh, interact during the workshop uh, to where um, we'll be able to uh, take it back to our business and be able to implement it. It is a different world uh, than um, anything that you've probably experienced. It's it's upbeat. It's uh, it has a different energy. Um, that really is um, contagious and uh, it's just an experience that has to be uh, uh, witnessed. Clay's uh, teaching style is uh, one of humor and uh, and knowledge. Um, He he really likes to uh, um, state um, the facts that in and where he um, obtains those facts and he gives uh, examples throughout of of where it has worked um, in different businesses and uh, and the, and how he's implemented them and they've uh, become tried and true the interaction uh, level is uh, it's just you're able to uh, 
you're very engaged uh, with him. He he brings you into the uh, the the teachings, and it's it's where it's almost like you're the only one there that he's teaching. You're missing the systems. It's ideas that aren't new, but uh, it's the ways to uh, to impl- implement them into your your business. Um, it's he just puts it in a way that you feel like you can be confident coming out of here and knowing that you're going to be able to um, accomplish whatever you'd like to accomplish um, in your business. Clay doesn't try to upsell anything. He's uh, you can by the end of it, you believe that uh, he is really just trying to help you grow your business. You feel like he is part of your business because that's his main goal is to uh, help you out. And that's kind of how you kind of what you take away from this uh, workshop is someone that is really trying to make your um, goals uh, a reality. It's I would recommend it because it's just a unique um, experience and, and one that you really feel like you're going to uh, gain something out of it. You it's going to help you um, reach your goals. Get past the people, get past the hitmen. Oh yes. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. This is the show that'll get you on the good foot. It'll get you on a kind of a good rhythm, kind of a good mojo. Pretty soon you'll be running around high-fiving people you don't know. You'll be driving over to the mode cleaners. You'll be getting your getting your cleaning, you know, paying for the. You'll just be high-fiving people you don't even know. You'll be going to the grocery store. You're going into Sprouts, high-fiving the meat man, saying, "I love that Angus beef. I love that." Angus. You'll be high-fiving the sushi man. You'll be having the best day of your life as a result of this show. I tell you what, this show is the show that you go to because you want to be not only inspired, but you want to learn what's required to get there. You know, it's okay to run around being inspired and to be excited about life. But eventually, you have to get down to the details of how the heck do I make this happen? And so inside the box of rocks, we just had a super guest sneak in here. This is a guy Tulsa's getting to know here for their weekly updates. This is Phil the Thrill with Anchor Financial. <laughs> Phil the Thrill Pickle, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here. How I love many the pe- name. Love the name. Phil yeah. the Thrill. How yeah. many people call you Phil the Thrill? Um... I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but uh, I, I think do. it's kind of catchy. Yeah. yeah. How many people call you Dr. Phil? Um, have been called that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your last name is Pickle. Do you get right. any Pickle kind of nicknames that we get to pre- you know, say on the radio that are okay? Any? It was just Pickle. Really? I mean, just yeah. the Pickle? Okay. <laughs> just Pickle. All right. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about today is we're talking about how to become a master at something. And if you're just tuning in, I'm telling you, 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 you might have missed yesterday's show. I, I know is going to be powerful for many of you, so I encourage you to go to thrivetimeshow.com because step number one to becoming a master of anything, um, and why would you want to become a master of anything? Well, I'm going to tell you this. When you're a master of something, when you, you're a master of something, what happens is, is people will pay you dramatically more than if you're just passable. It's something. So, you know, if you can just barely shoot a basketball and it, go, uh, and it goes in occasionally, there's a far different level in compensation between the person who can put it in consistently eight out of ten times or seven out of ten times or whatever that number is. So you want to become a master of whatever it is that you're focused on. Can, can I throw out something? Um, this, you know, the majority of our listeners, are, I'm assuming, are wanting to start a business or they have a business. But there's also going to be maybe 
um, a spouse who is a stay at home or maybe they do something on the side, your your goal of becoming a master, yes, it can be financial, but it could be, you know, for the kind of home life you want and, and peace and joy or whatever is important to you in that aspect too. You can also master that. And I'd encourage you, if your goals aren't financial, you also need to become a master of your life, designing the way you want it to be. So it applies to both areas. You're a master mom. Oh, You're true. a master mom. You're a master <laughs> wife. You're an intimidator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're moving on to step number two is you want to begin an apprenticeship program, okay? So you want to find someone who knows the way. Let them show you the way. Step number three is you want to commit to a 10-year plan. 10 years? Yes, 10 years. That seems so long. Well, think about Google. It took those guys five years to make a profit. How fun would it have been to be on the Google team, the founding team, and then year four, you're like, I'm out. Larry and Sergey, I'm out. I'm done. We're not making any money yet. Oh, you would regret that, wouldn't you? So the thing is, you've got to stay the course. Step number four, use deadlines to get things done. We talked about the details involved there. Now, step number five is you want to pay close attention to the details. So, Phil, the thrill, I want to ask you this here because you're, you're a financial planner. You help people plan the finances. Right. And uh, so many people say, this is what they're saying. They're going over there to Margaritaville. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're out there in the middle of the afternoon. Not our listeners, but the people listening to other shows. They're going over there. You know, the, Have you been to the new Margaritaville there, Phil? Have you seen that place? I have been over there once. Yes. Okay. Well, is it nice? Is it nice? It is nice. It's so you nice. go over there, and you know, it's, it's noon, and other people, not our listeners, but they're over right. there, and they're going, well, you know what? I tell you what. I've had four margaritas, and I want to be, I want to retire successful. And then the buddy looks across and says, well, let me get you a shot. I'll drink to that. That's great. Pretty soon they're barely able to speak. Oh, they're going to be successful. And then they run into you, you know, and you're their financial planner. Let me get your card, Phil. Right. What's the name of your company? Anchor? Like a boat? Like Margaritaville boat? Jimmy right. Buffett boat? Fate. Oh. Fate. So next thing you know, they want to, everyone wants to become successful, though. Whether you're drunk, whether you're not drunk, everyone wants to become <laughs> successful. But... How do you how do you guarantee that, man, as a financial planner? What's your move? Well, I mean, what we do is we show people how to have a real retirement. And um, a real retirement to us is is actually being able to have do what you want after you retire. You're not on a survivorment. You're not trying to live on Social Security and making that last and, uh, you know, deciding between going on a trip to see your grandkids or buying prescriptions this month. We're actually uh, sit down and show people the roadmap of what they need to do to have a real retirement. And where do people get this wrong? If people don't, are, if people don't get into the details and they don't um, talk to someone like you about making a plan, what tends to happen by default? Well, they either do nothing and just think the future will take care of itself, or they get with somebody that shows them an illustration of what could happen if they put $100 a month into their 401k and they don't have any idea if that's going to be enough for them to retire on, but it looks like a lot of money. But when they actually get there, they realize they're far, far short of what they actually need. Um, I have a question. I, are people intimidated by this? You know, I, I feel like just the, the normal everyday person, people who aren't, don't have careers in finance, are they intimidated about the steps it takes and what they need to do to, to retire with enough money? They are. They're, they're intimidated, and they really haven't had anybody ever show them a clear picture, an actual roadmap of what it takes to get there. And quite frankly, uh, I think a lot of times they just uh, think, well, I can't put enough away. I can't put anything away. I, I'm just going to have nothing. to do nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you this, Thrivers. Uh, I know that you, I can, I can sense that in you. You're a doer. 
and you're somebody who just wants to know what you need to do. I think the, the, the thing is you're, you're a little bit different because you're somebody who says, I, I will do what I need to do as long as you'll just show it to me. And you're and you're you're not an idiot. I mean, you weren't born yesterday. You do your research. You like to read reviews. You like to uh, get re- references and testimonials. And you know, you're not somebody who's who's. Uh, I should buy a boat. Yes, and you go do it. I mean, you're you're a planner, all right. And so, uh, for anybody who's a planner who wants to kind of you know meet you, kind of put the foot in the water, Phil, before they decide to move forward with something, learn about the options, learn about the plans. What is the first step? our listeners, our thrivers need to take? Well, the best thing to do is to call call my office, 918-591-2880. You can ask for Dr. Phil or, uh, Ooh, or Phil the Thrill. They know me by all the names. and Or you could go to our website if you want a little more information, myanchorgroup.com. And there's plenty of material there that you can view and uh, you can make contact that way. Now, thrivers, I, I want to encourage everybody listening today this could absolutely be the first day of your next career. I mean, if you're 36, you're 26, you're 46, whatever it is, it's not too late to commit to something. You know, Ray Kroc, I mean, he's obviously famous for taking the, the, the brand for, of, of McDonald's and expanding it all over this, this great country and building this, this brand that we all know. Uh, some people love it, some people hate it, but McDonald's is everywhere, right? Um, but he did not have any success at all financially until his 50s. But once he saw the McDonald's brothers and he saw the line wrapped around the store, he was a milkshake uh, salesperson. And he realized, oh, my gosh, this is something. I could commit to this. I'm going to get into this. But commitment is so different than just trying it out. And I don't care whether you're hiring a financial advisor or starting a business. You have to commit to something or you're not going to see any fruit. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about my commitment to uh, foresting uh, most of uh, Eastern Broken Arrow. Uh, I have a commitment to uh, uh, basically put trees where trees are not. And when we come back, some of you are going, this sounds horrible. Some of you are saying, this sounds great. Some of you are confused as to what you're listening to. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And we come back, more foresting knowledge than you've ever heard in your entire life. Stay tuned. My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is gonna really get me where I wanna go with my goals. I think it's fun, it's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person. And I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had 
I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of a uh, model, and um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional, you know. Like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're going to give you so much knowledge today that your brain may explode. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here to help you learn some wallet-expanding ideas. So many of you are coming out to our in-person workshops, and you come out to these things, and you say, oh my gosh, I've learned so much in two days. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. And, and some of you are going... You can't sell your own thing. You can't be out there pitching your own product. You're trying to sell me something. I won't believe you. I will tell you this. Take the challenge. Don't believe me. Assume I'm a raving lunatic. Assume I don't know what I'm talking about. In Google Thrive, 15 reviews. Thrive conference reviews. Just Google stuff. You'll find we are helping people all over this planet. We had people come in from California. We had a whole team drive in from what, McAllen, Texas? Yeah, it was amazing. 17 hours. 17 hours. We had people flying from Boston, and it's right here in your own backyard. It is the legendary, the legendary Thrive Time two-day in-person workshops. If you're missing out, then the only thing that you could do that would be more dumb than to miss out on our workshop is to go out there and get a police-grade taser. And then you want to just point that at your crotch and let it fly. Just Whoa, ah, I wasn't then just, ready for that. Yeah, no, that's what's good. That that would be that would be a better decision than to not attend our workshops because we have scholarships available. So if you can't afford it now, you can. And Shreed, as we talk about police grade tasers and shocking, she's crying, she's crying, and, and shocking yourself in the crotch and mature conversations like that. Now we segue into cheerleading. Now yeah. cheerleading, you were a cheerleading coach, 
And uh, uh, did you coach college women? Did you coach uh, high schoolers? What ages? We did a college co-ed, and Vanessa and I worked together. We were both cheerleaders, and then we coached at ORU in different high schools from Owasso to Tulsa, all over. So I'm going to play a scenario, and you tell me sure. whether this is this is true, okay? Okay. So Phil over here, okay, mm-hmm. he's a he's a normal guy. He yeah. just wants to go. Do, Phil, do you have any kids? I do. How many kids do you have? I have four children. Four children, okay. And boys, girls, how old are these? Three boys and a girl. How, how old is your girl? Uh, the girl is 20. Okay, so she's 20. So she's not doing competitive high school cheerleading now. You didn't hold her back no, five or six no, years? No, okay. no. But she did do competitive cheer. Okay, so school. you know there's a certain make and model that can fly. How, how much can you weigh, Sharita, if you're going to be a flyer at a competitive high school team? Okay, you know, <laughs> I mean, in college, you know, you need to be like 100, like, a buck, hundred bucks. That's what this is. That's the max. I mean, and that's in college. Pounds? That's in college. You know what I mean? So you know, there's a lady. I'm sure she came up to you at one point. Yeah. Some mother who came up to you, and the mother, by the way, mom is trying to live out her cheerleading aspirations through her daughter, mm-hmm. and because her daughter, because it's kind of a relevant show, and it's 2017. Her name is Madison. Okay. <laughs> so the mother, her name is Amanda. Because okay. if you're 35 right now, your name is Amanda. <laughs> Uh, your name is, it's probably Karen. No, Karen well, Karen's probably no. 50. Probably Amanda, Ashley. There's an Ashley out yep, there. Yep. Amanda, maybe a Katie, these kind of names. And your daughter's name is Madison because Madison is a more of a timely name. Your son's name is Harrison. Okay. And so you walk up <laughs> and you say, excuse me, excuse me, uh, Sharita. Uh, Miss, Miss Sharita, can we speak? Yes, what's going on? Um, my, my daughter, uh, mm-hmm. Madison, yeah. who, you, as you know, spends a lot of time practicing. Yes. And she is not um, what I would flying sure. and i just think it's not fair and what kind of things would these mothers say to you oh yeah they would definitely demand i mean you were really nice but a lot of times they would demand you know that my daughter have this position or this role or this you know spot in the you know formation or she needs to be a flyer people I, would very much i really feel that. like you know our <laughs> listeners don't know sharita um but we refer to her lovingly as the shark yeah <laughs> so I, i'm just saying you Really, there's no competition. Of, you know, if you were to come up to me and say, back in that time, I remember, oh my gosh, the parents stressed me out. But just let them deal with the shark. Yeah, I would just be like, fun. listen, you know, Madison she is great. Care. Yeah, I'm like, Madison is great. Um, she is, the team needs her. Her basing is amazing. She's a solid base. She has a great stunt group. And I would just, you know, kindly say, you know, this is where she needs to be for the team. You know, if she wants to get those skills, you know, we'll be glad to put her there. But as for right now, we need Madison, you know, in this spot. Did you ever get the feeling that the person you're talking to, this is the first time in their life they realize that their daughter weighs 147 pounds? <laughs> And she is better positioned to be a, a base. And you're the first person to tell them that they can't that she can't fly just because of physics, the Earth's gravitational pull, things like that. Well, I think maybe. I mean, I guess I never really thought about it before. I think they just had their idea of what they wanted it to be. And they never really considered, you know, the whole picture. So how does this relate? Well, we're talking about how to become a master. And one is you have to be honest with yourself because most people have an ego and we can't see ourselves clearly. And we think too highly of ourselves. So I'll give you an example. All of us have left a voicemail. And then you accidentally, some, you clicked on something, you heard something, maybe you, you clicked the wrong thing on your phone, now you heard yourself. And you're like, oh, that's terrible. And it says, do you want to re-record this message? You're like, yes. So you hit three, boop, and you redo it again. It says, if you're satisfied with this message, press six. To hear it again, press two. And you're like, I'll hear it again, boop. And then now you're in that cycle. Have you ever done that before? You leave the I've same so message four times. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, the worst thing out there is you, you have a, a radio show. So you hear your own voice all the time. And every day you're like, 
I don't sound that stupid all the time, do I? And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's totally you. They ca- it captured the essence of you on today's show. So, Phil, when you sit down with people, though, and you're helping them financially plan, do you ever have to be honest with these people where they, they're kind of going, well, that's not very nice, Phil. I mean, the data and numbers and math, I mean, it just seems mean. Yeah, I have to be honest because I'm creating a roadmap and showing them what they're going to have to do um, to get there. And so most of the time, um, it's not necessarily good news. It's more than what they had expected it to be, but um, at least they know where they stand. So financially, you're going to help them do that. And what's your website? What's your phone number? How can people get a hold of you? Website, myanchorgroup.com and phone number 918-591-2880. The great thing is I think once, wherever you are in life, you know, if it's a kid in cheerleading, if it's someone looking towards retirement, wherever you are, once you're able to have that honest conversation with yourself and see where you are and accept that, that's the most powerful position to be in because then you can take change. But if you're in denial and won't look at where you are, you can't make any change to get where you need to be. So I think that's why meeting with someone like you, if you're looking for retirement or a business coach, if you're wanting to grow your business is so helpful because you can see where you are and then what steps need to be taken to change. Well, for instance, because I get my eyes maintained at Dr. Robert Zellner and Associates, I go in there with my pair that I bought for $99 with my free exam. I go in there and I go and I walk out to my lawn and I notice there are areas where there is not a tree and I must cover every area with a tree. I have to be honest with myself and realize, hey, if I want to see this grow, if I want to become a master of, of tree growth, if I want people to drive by my house in 40 years going just see a forest basically <laughs> with, with some smoke coming out of the trees like for the where you're burning the pinwood yeah pinwood. i mean if i want to if i want to take it to that next level if i want to move to be in an eccentric level of trees in a world where we all have all had all of our trees knocked down now we're all in neighborhoods with these ridiculous sidewalks and these hoas and that one complimentary stupid small tree that by the time you sell the house because you know you're not living in the house for 27 years when you move out it finally looks mature if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna j- just drive by the house and say, "Man, who who was the Johnny Appleseed of the trees who <laughs> lived in that home?" Well, I have to start. But I have to be self-aware. I have to be honest with myself and say, "Listen, this this these trees aren't going to plant themselves." You got to have those tough conversations with yourself. Okay. So, uh, uh, Tim Ferriss, best-selling author of the Four Hour Work Week, he wrote, "A person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have." And so, I would encourage you today. Find that area that you want to master. Find that thing you want to dominate. Elephant in the room. When we started that business five years ago, um, Justin and I came together and we said, hey, if we're going to do this, let's dominate. And so dominating means we didn't just try it out for a few weeks. We didn't just try it out for a few minutes to see if the company would succeed. We willed it into succeeding. We implemented the proven 13-point business system that Dr. Z has taught us, and it works. And so if you've found yourself where you've started a business and you're not getting to where you want to go, you need to take massive action today. And the massive action that I could strongly encourage you, that I am strongly encouraging you to take, is one of two things. One, get out to an in-person Thrive Time workshop. It's April 21st and 22nd. Book your ticket. It will be the best conference you've ever been to, guaranteed. Or move number two, Meet with a financial planner, meet with a financial advisor, somebody. If you don't have a business, but you want to end up where you want to be financially, Phil, how can they get a hold of you, my man? Uh, MyAnchorGroup.com is our website. Phone number is 918-591-2880. Now, Thrive Nation, as always, I want to encourage you to take four additional 
potential action steps here today, tomorrow, sometime soon. Go to thrivetimeshow.com. Subscribe to the podcast. You never want to miss an episode. Sometimes you get on, you're been gone on vacation, and you're going, I want to get caught up. If you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Two, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Get those tickets. Move number three, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Sign up for a one-on-one business assessment. Or number four, sign up for the world's best business school, thrive15.com. And as always, it's just a dollar. It's just a dollar. It's unbelievable like Justin Bieber, Vanessa. It's unbelievable. He's awesome. Isn't he unbelievable? He's my favorite. Now, Thrivers, as always, we kind of like to count it down together. So if you're in your car, you know the drill. We're going to go ahead and count it down together. Get yourself psychologically, mentally, and spiritually ready for the countdown. Here we go. Bieber. Bieber. Three, two, one. Boom. O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also I got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing. I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I I don't know if it's it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on. Um, and everything looks modern, so it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening, and then when it's breath- bathroom break time, your surprise is already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you and he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex- I've had at coming to the Thrive Time uh, workshops is 
I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward, and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. T-Town, Green Country, America, non-America, other continents, other planets. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show. Yeah! All right, now here's the deal. We are talking today about how to become a master of your skill, a master of your craft. And this next move, step number five, ties into the godfather of soul, James Brown. Attention to detail. Vanessa, you've seen the movie with me. Drivers, have you seen the James Brown movie? Shreed, have you seen it? I've not seen it. What are you Do doing? <laughs> oh, you got to type in the, 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 the I need to the, see it. We're on you. Yeah, Come I on. need to see no, it. No, you've got to see, see it. it. It's the true story of James Brown and his life. And I'm just telling you what, James Brown, uh, his, his movie was a game changer because it lets you into the mind of a, a master. It lets you in. You get to see uh, what he's all about. I highly recommend everybody sees Get On Up. And Get On Up is incredible because James Brown's father, you know, beat him. And he was not a good person. He was basically abandoned. And his release, his thing that he always was drawn to was music, although he had no formal training in that. But the band, if you look up this stuff, you can verify this stuff. He would not let his band in practice until they couldn't get it wrong. Love it. So if you listen to his songs, I'm just going to give you an example. just Because a lot of people think like he's just screwing around up there. But if you think about how tight the horns were... Music back in the day um, wasn't like that. It wasn't. It, there wasn't any music out there at the time that uh, uh, was like this. So he, he was the first guy to take. If you think about the progression of R and B music, okay, the first um, really R and B musician that that got the public attention was was Elvis. But Elvis was basically a guy imitating the African American stylings of music. But because he was white, he got a hall pass. So he was the first guy to be doing some of the dance moves. So he came out there, and he was the one who, the first guy to move his hips. Oh, my gosh, move his <laughs> hips. I can't believe he would do that. Wow. So he's moving his hips, right? And now, now we have artists that that's all they do is move their hips. You know, <laughs> so He moves his hips. And then in, in his footsteps, up, you know, coming next, James Brown started to do this thing called the shuffle. And he was the first one to do what today would be um, you know, considered like a lot of Michael Jackson's early moves, Usher's early moves. But he could basically um, do a lot of break, break, break dancing. He could do the robot. He could, he could do all sorts of shuffles and, and gyrations that no one had ever been able to do before. And then Michael Jackson came along, took it to the next level. And then different artists, now Usher's going to another level. And they keep doing this. But the thing is, is that James Brown was obsessed with his band had to be great or he wouldn't let him move on. So just listen to it real quick here. Just think about this. Now, Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever I play, it's got to be funky. Yeah. One, two, three, make it funky. And it's just tight. And he's got the, the horns and the drums working together, and no one had ever done this before. 
And if you think about hip hop music today, so many of the songs came from his original uh, uh, records that he recorded back in the day. But James Brown was obsessed and he was obsessed with details. And so I'm going to give you some disturbing knowledge that you probably didn't get in college, but you should have. So Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci, okay? This guy was obviously a, 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 he was a, a painter. He was obviously a polymath. He was an inventor. He was a sculptor. He was an architect. He was into mathematics. He was not screwing around. <laughs> so he was always busy pursuing what he believed to be important. So as an example, this is one famous story here for you. When he painted The Last Supper, we've all seen that picture. You can probably buy it at Hobby Lobby, a copy of the print. He took the longest time filling out the final face in the painting. If you look at this on Google today, it'll blow your mind. It's because of Judas. He was looked, at, looked at Judas and he thought about Judas and going, what kind of facial expression would you make if you knew that you were going to betray the Son of God? You know, what was the face? And he went back and forth, you know, thinking like, Maybe he felt like he was fulfilling destiny because God said that somebody would betray him. I mean, Jesus said somebody would, and he's like, well, good, because I'm helping you do that. So I'm actually (laughs) a right-hand man is how I look at it. Or was he looking around like, uh... Could you pass the butter? Uh, you know, like Judas, are are you? Uh, how you doing, man? Good, good. Yeah, just sweating a lot. You know, <laughs> just kind of got this nervous thing. You know, and you know, and then the Son of God, right? I, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, however it all works, the triumvirate, the Trinity. They 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 allegedly right knew what he was going to do. So they're going, hey, you know, we, yeah, I can pass the butter, Judas, and thank you for being such a kind, non-betraying person. He's like, absolutely son of God. You know what I mean? I mean, how did he, what was the facial expression that he made? And so he struggled with this for the longest time. So this is what he did is he actually spent days walking around some of the most dangerous criminal infested parts of town and looking these people right in the face and trying to draw their faces. <laughs> He's like, Oh wow. That's a, that's a good one right there. Okay. Leonardo also enthusiastically dissected corpses oh. with surgical equipment. So he attended almost every autopsy he could. So someone says, Hey, hey, check it out, Leonardo. Over the line. He's like, <laughs> hey, hey, Leonardo, man. Hey, us. Uh, your Uncle Gary died. And he's going, well, I tell you what, that's, well, we, what are we dissecting him? I mean, just a sick freak, right? <laughs> so then he goes on, and his drawings, though, of the human bodies were the first time that we started to get actu- uh, accurate proportion and detail. His paintings of women were so realistic that men back in the day used to like, they used to, seriously, the, the guys who would like look at the pictures were like, I'm in love with this person because no one ever seen artwork like that. He would draw paintings it. of people that didn't exist that men would fall in love with. It was insane. I mean, there was no other visual stimuli. There was no TV. There was no posters. There was no nothing. I mean, guys never saw women. They saw this woman like, I have to meet her. And he's like, I drew her in my mind. Calm down there, Ed. All right. So he just had that skill. But what he did is he paid attention to the smallest level of detail. It was like this extreme focus in this world of perpetual distraction. So there's two camps of people listening right now. There's two camps, maybe three, but there's two that I know of. One is you are like me and you look at something like today it happened. My wife's phone rang and I'm like, oh, frick, now I have no idea what I'm talking about. I know what I'm going to do today. Don't remember my name. Ah, it's over. I, interruption. You know, some of you just, you're, you focus on one thing at a time. Any distractions at all freak you out. My trainer says, so why are you guys going to Denver? I'm doing a lunge. I can no longer, I can't even think. I mean, he wants me to do a curl. Sam, you can relate to this. You're supposed to do a curl while you're doing a lunge. And I, I can't do a curl with my arms <laughs> True story. and a lunge at the same time. It's either one or the other and barely of either. 
I mean, it's just like no, I. You're have, great. You're great. But just it's when you combine the stuff, it's too much. Can't do it. So then he's asking me about Denver. So I'm like, go down with my. And then he says, what you want to do is put the weight back on your heel. I'm like, weight back on my heel. Curl for the girls, Denver. And it's like he starts laughing because he's like. I don't know what's going on in your head, but I think I've overloaded it. And I'm like, you're so true. I can't, dude, I can't do it. So now it's kind of a deal where he recognizes when I'm resting, that's when you can ask me a question. But then if you do, you got to be careful because now I want to focus on that for an hour. So it's just, it's like, it's like steering a, a speedboat. I mean, it's just like, once you steer that thing, watch so out. True. So then the other person out there listening, you're in a perpetual state of distraction. You have a really hard time paying attention, okay? So one group, you could uh, you could be labeled as OCD, like you're a victim. You're an obsessive-compulsive disorder. You can't do anything else with your life because all you can do is one thing at a time. Or you're ADD, right? Didn't, didn't we come up with that new one here recently? Wasn't that a new one that parents yeah. came up with or psychologists came up with? Because in a time where we don't have war, we have to have some kind of problem. you know. So if you're ADD, you say you're attention deficit disorder, so you're easily distracted. Well, Psychology Today did a report called, Is Your Smartphone Making You Dumb? And what they found is that basically no human at all in the world can maintain any critical thinking at all if interrupted often. So back in the day, if you were a farmer, let's go through this scenario, Vanessa, let's say that you're, you're a farmer. Okay. Farmer, you're a farmer, farmer's wife, you're farming. How many times a day would somebody interrupt you? I mean, think about that. If you were out you know, on your own acreage, 25 acres, how often would someone go, Hey, uh, can, I, can, I, can I grab you for a second? How often would that happen? I think they're leaving me alone in the field to, to just to like do my stuff, and then I'm telling kids to do more stuff. If you'd read these studies, though, people would not get interrupted a lot of times for like maybe like once a day, twice a day, and they could have like deep thoughts. They could write novels. They could sit down and really think on things, right? If you weren't absent-minded, you could really think. But today, like think about it. The average person's getting over 70 data point interruptions per day and that's that, that, that's it's not if you own your own business 70 think about it. how many of you got 20 text messages oh my 20 gosh. voicemails or calls yeah and 20 facebook updates and 20 emails today if that's you you're over the average i mean and think about the person who owns a business you probably have 400 calls a day and your brain might explode yeah did you have something you're gonna add there yeah i was gonna say you know as you mentioned you know they would have these long extended periods of time they could write a book they could whatever and when you went to write your first book i remember that's what you asked clifton talbert about because he's written many mm -hmm. books is how do you do this yeah and you know i know i had to do it and i wrote my book but it's because what you told me and what clifton told you is to physically i mean if you live here in tulsa it's like a staycation go check into a hotel shut the door lock the door no turn off your phone mm. and sit for an undivided period of time and i don't know any other way to get something like that done, but you're right. In any task that that you want to make progress on, is going to need no interruptions. No interruptions. None. N not cell phones. Not kids. Not husband wife. Like, but so to talk beforehand and say, hey, this is the time I'm using to do this. Yeah. And you're so great at that. And and we really know in, in with our relationship in our life when those times are. And I don't know how you do it without that. With well, my cell phone, I yeah. turned off all the notifications because you know that Come thing on, will just freedom. like Come beep, on. beep, buzz, buzz, buzz. Yes. Yes. I, I turned them all you off. You did? Yes. Yay. Done. Awesome. Done. <laughs> now, here's the thing is, Thrivers, I'm going to walk you through this because I care so much. We do this radio show, and when we do this show for you, um, you deserve the best that we can do. You don't deserve um, you know, a show like, hey, let's just figure out some random stuff to talk about. No, we do the research to make every one of these shows the best it could possibly be. 
on average, we do four hours of research and show prep per show. That's it before we even record the show, produce the show, put it up on the podcast. It's four hours. Hey, can you tell me when, when do you do this? You do this as the host of the show. When do you do this and where do you do this? Because this is important. It has to do exactly with what we're talking about. You need undivided time to do this. Between like 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. Uh, in, in the man cave. Yeah, the man cave. And so, you know, as an example, just as an example, a little fun factoid for you that we wouldn't have for you, right? If we if we didn't if we didn't do the, didn't do the show prep, right? Uh, Steve Jobs, this is the former CEO of Pixar, the guy who co-founded Apple. He says details matter. It's worth waiting to get it right. John Wooden, the most successful basketball coach of all time, outside of some would argue Phil Jackson, but here's what he says. He says it's the little details that are vital. Little things make big things happen right so you think about this this uh, let's go with our in-person workshops if you go to thrivetimeshow.com thrivetimeshow.com on april 21st and 22nd we have the world's best business workshop for you and if you doubt it i encourage you to google thrive 15 uh conference reviews or thrive 15 jinx or uh, thrive 15 conference thrive 15 conference reviews you can you can see the feedback from people all over the world who come here and do you know how we made it great? Do you know how we, we can guarantee it's money-back guarantee if you come here and you're not absolutely uh, satisfied? Do you know how we can do that? We can do it because we deeply have studied you for the longest time. When you're at the conferences and you say, hey, excuse me, I can't see that screen. I write it down. Yeah. And the next one, we come back with bigger screens. You say, excuse me, I, I can't hear in the, in the back. And we come back with more speakers. Excuse me, I, I feel kind of cramped. Then we come back with bigger tables for everybody. You now sit at tables and desks, not crammed into a, a hotel somewhere. When you say, hey, we didn't, I, I, I really have no idea how to update my Google map. We incorporate training into that. When you say, hey, I don't even know how to market my business. I don't, I don't know the first thing about branding. I'm struggling with sales, marketing, anything that you've asked for. We then come back with um, that answer, but it didn't come up come up overnight. It came as a result of not being perpetually distracted and, and focusing. And I like to call this your magnificent obsession. So I encourage you to have a magnificent obsession where you think deeply about things in a way that is well beyond normal where people say oh my gosh why don't you get a life once they say that you know that you're building mastery when people say get a life that means you're building mastery if you're focused on something important stay tuned i'm sam parker okay. i'm karina parker we live here in town um we're looking to be in like the food industry thrive time workshops we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there what we need to do to get to the top of google you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time Workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. It's, it's very upbeat. all over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time he wants you to learn and so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can he, tell he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. Yeah, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like 
oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. All right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show. If you're listening today from the Margaritaville new restaurant there inside the beautiful Never casino, uh, one, it's probably too early to be drinking alcohol. That's just something I want to throw out there. If you're listening and it's 1246 and you're, uh, you're over there at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville having your third drink, starting to kind of question whether the person of the opposite sex next to you is cute or not or around beverage four or five, you're starting to question whether you can feel your face. Around beverage number seven, you start to contemplate the meaning of life, and now you found this show. Well, one, I hope you enjoy it. I know you won't remember it, but we're going to have a good time. But today's show, we are talking about how to become a master of your craft. And off the air, Sharita, you just asked a, a, a question that I thought was profound, has a profundity sprinkled on it. Please uh, pontificate. Yes, I said, you know, Clay, when you're talking about how you go back to back to back all day, you're just executing items on your to-do list. Um, and that is really true. Like we yeah. see you doing this here, but I think to most people that doesn't make sense. And I wondered how, how did you become that way? Have you always been this way? Did you build up to it? Because you're like a machine. I mean, since, you, you just since go. Since my wife has known me, I've been that way. I've always known him this way. And I think it's, you can correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I think that's who he is as a person. Like he's innately that way. And I'm going to use the example of our son, yeah. because when our son was born, all of the, we'd had a, a daughter before that. And you know, those little jumpy seats, um, they, you put them the on the bouncer. door, the, yeah, bouncer. the jumper. Mm -hmm. and you know, our, our daughter, we'd put her in there. She'd jump up and down for a while, whatever. And then you take her out later and does other things. Our son, every time I try to get him out, he would scream. He would not let me take him out. And he would literally jump in there with such passion and vigor and force <laughs> until he physically fell asleep. <laughs> that is clay. No, but he he will go, 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 go until he drops. And they, there is no, that is just how he wired. And you cannot make him not do that because he's not going to like that. Like it's who he is. It's who he is. And, um, you know, this morning at my workout, I was talking to a lady about that. I said, her, she's married to someone who's very similar and it's just that's the way they like to pace things and so it's great for business it's absolutely wonderful for getting things done but I think that's just who you are as a person and other people can learn that but you can't unlearn that you you mm. do not like being forced to go the opposite way I, I would I, I would uh, disagree okay if I had no goals then I would be like that so as an example um when, I, when I'm just giving an example, if, if you took me camping, I would have no ambition. <laughs> and I would actually sleep I, I the would, entire day like a polar bear. I, I usually push back, though, because you'll be like, well, we're going to chop down all these trees in the forest. <laughs> I mean, let, me, let me give you this one example that no, my workout girl gave me. This is so good. She said okay. she saw a picture and she goes, this is classic. She says that there's type B is like, oh, I'm going to stop and let's stop and smell the flowers. Mm -hmm. Type A looks at them and says, I... I, they have a picture of them holding all the flowers, and the next picture is them holding all the flowers and saying "number one flower smeller." You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, there's a there's this. I think there's just different gears. All I'm all I'm saying is that uh, as, as a listener, because I want to make sure you get this. I, I and I, I think about I I actually um, think about myself more than anybody else because I am inherently focused on myself. And my self-actualization, that might be disturbing for you, but I, that's what I do, and I focus on what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I'm very self-aware of these things. And I would just say that this is that 
when I get asked to do things that I think are completely waste, waste, uh, wasteful or a waste of time in my mind, like golfing. You want to see somebody low-energy golf? It's me. I, will, I mean, seriously, I will sleep on the cart. I will stay in the clubhouse. I will try to get hammered before noon. I will do whatever I can do so that I'm not going to golf because I cannot stand golfing. I think it's a pointless exercise. But someone else listening says, I love golf. That's fine. But I'm saying is if I did like golf, if I was engaged in a goal related to golf, I definitely would be aggressive at True. it. True. Speed but golf. I, yeah, but I'm saying you've seen me before where it's we're on a trip or something, and yeah. I'm like, I have no goal for today. I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just this sleep for like so 14 true. hours. So we went skiing. I just basically watched the kids and slept because I had nothing I wanted to do on that trip. I was like, I don't want to go on the snow. I don't want to go down the ski lift. I don't want to meet people. I just want to go back to my office and work on my things. My, I need my decor. I need my accoutrements. Oh, wait. This is so good. I have oh to tell God. this story. I have to. It's so good. So we're... Listen, I, I love him so much. Yes. But oh, we, know God, here comes no, we know who the diva is in the family, okay? We know who the diva is, okay? We're on a trip, and it's great. The kids are having a great time. You know, we're in a house right on the beach. They're, they're having so much fun. Yes. And then, because it takes him a couple of days to work out of that flow of, like, wanting to do everything. And then he's really great, like, mm-hmm. the next couple of days, and especially into the weekend. Sure. He gets into this different mode. But you got to take a couple of days and just know it's going to take a couple of days of kicking and screaming and fighting to get into it so um <laughs> as, this, as this happened we 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 were at the beach and it's a nice it's decorated like a beach house since on and suddenly he's like i, I can't do this I, I can't even sleep in this room look how it's decorated <laughs> like i'm like you cannot sleep in here because the, like won't your eyes be shut so he had to go sleep on the balcony <laughs> i do when i go to hotels too i can't be in the room so i don't like the way they're decorated yeah yeah i'm like okay a little bit of a diva but that that is why he it's gets a Devo, a Devo, Devo, Devo. Devo. Sorry, Devo. it made me laugh though because I had to point it out to him, and then he did get you know thought it was pretty funny. We were no, laughing over it. I think the whole thing is funny. I just remember <laughs> we were going out to Florida. There's this boat when you were out there taking the kids on the Wave Runner. Yeah, yeah. There's this boat guy, you know, and he does the pirate ship tour. Yep. And he's trying to convince me to take him, you know, the the, uh, the kids on this pirate ship thing. So I said, how you doing? And he's like, are you ready to go on the seven seas? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And you, you saw the guy's boat. Yeah, it's a yeah, whole yeah. pirate Oh, decor. the kids loved it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, he kept talking about how he, um, you know, wanted to take us on this. It's a great thing. And this is how I processed it. This is what I was, I was like, if I had a notebook, I would write this down because that was pretty funny. But I'm thinking... <laughs> He can't maintain his pants <laughs> or his hair. How could he maintain the boat? He's a pirate. And the boat has so much chipping paint. I wonder if the engine has parts of it that are missing. I can't go on this boat at all. That's what I was thinking. And I oh wanted to go God. over there and paint his whole boat yeah. Yeah. or have nothing to do with it. So anyway, all I'm saying is if you're listening here as a Thriver, we're talking today. The whole point of today's show is we're talking oh about gosh. determining your life's work. And I know this is kind of funny and we're having some fun with it, but you have to know what you're all about. Otherwise, you're going to get pulled in this area. I mean, if I, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been out invited to go golfing or to go camping. And I've done it. I've, I've messed up a few times. And I said, yeah, you, I'll go. You, you fished one time. And I, I love that story. I love the story of you fishing. Well, I went fishing and <laughs> I asked what the goal was. I was bored out of my mind. And the guy said the goal, the goal is to get some fish, you know, mm-hmm. to get to catch fish. <laughs> so they went to lunch, and that was in Minnesota on Lake Washington. They went to get some lunch, and they come back, and I had taken a, a, a net, and it dragged a significant portion of the lake. <laughs> 
and I had probably 50 fish. And I wasn't aware of the limit. I guess you can have like five for the month or five for the summer oh or whatever gosh. the permit was. And the father was appalled and Aaron was upset. And they're like, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Why would you do this? Why would you? And I remember he just him saying over, why would you do this? Why would you? You're, are you going to eat all those fish? I'm like, no, I wouldn't eat any of the fish. I would never eat fish that I catch. I'd just go buy them at the store. You feel me? So anyway, that was kind of a thing. But all I'm saying is that when every time, I, every time in my life I've ever found myself drifting because somebody else wants me to do something that I'm not good at, I'm always miserable. So even now in the mornings, I'm doing this personal training stuff, and I want to get in shape. I'm around that goal. One thing he wants me to do is like, you know, we're going to work right now a little bit. We're going to do some work right now on, on developing some, uh, you know, some like nimbleness. And I'm like, no, no, the cat man is not something that I do. I don't do, you know, I don't do flexibility. It's like a, a man has vertigo and no coordination. And that is the Clay Clark experience. And so I, I can't, I can't knock it out. But the thing is, drivers, the, the, the action step I want you to get from this is you have to use deadlines to get things done. Otherwise, you're going to be perpetually distracted. I just feel like a lot of people don't have any idea what they need to get done today. And I was ragging on this Thriver trying to help you, but you can't take six months to get a lease done. Yeah. So let's help you get a lease done. I'm going to walk you through the details. Step one, identify three properties that you want. Okay? That's what you got to do. Step two, call the brokers of each property. Step three, get an offer from each property. Step four, tell them, hey, I want to sign an, a lease by this date. So let's say today's April was 2nd or 3rd, whatever. And let's say I want to get it done by May 1st. Now we begin negotiation, right? And then every day you read each draft. You get back and forth. You run it by your attorney. And every day you commit to doing this until you have an agreement. But if something's taken six months, that means that either A, you're not pursuing three properties at one time. B, you don't have daily action steps. You're just drifting along. I know people have gone to college for eight years. And I'm like, so are you a doctor? Are you an attorney? Are you a, no, actually I'm a sociologist, a sociologist with an emphasis on history. Well, good luck to you there, Captain Awesome. You need to go and get a, a discernible skill. You've got to determine, you know, what your goal is. Part of me makes you think when people are taking that long, it's almost like, are you just not even wanting to get it done? Maybe there's a fear or you just have to jump in and go for it. Because if it's taking six months, you really don't want to get that lease done, I don't feel like, because you would have gone and taken the steps to do it. Well, I'll give you an example. I talked to a, a business coaching client today who told me that they were unable to reach a specific man on the phone. They, I cannot reach this man. I've tried calling him. So I just put my phone down. This happened at like 8 a.m. this morning. And I call, text, call, text. Kind of getting a good rhythm. Call and text. <laughs> call and text and I just keep working it but at no point do I think about oh I wonder if I've called or text too many times I'm gonna just keep it going and lo and behold I reach them yeah. so you've got to have a big goal that you want to you have but you got to apply some intensity to it now when we come back we're going to get more into how to become a master of your core task your core skill your life's work and we're going to be talking about the attention to details and why that matters stay tuned My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses Clay Clark owns nine businesses so he's he knows what's in common with all of them 
So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look, or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm gonna take away and implement immediately. It's, a, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked and sometimes that's just natural um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions they're missing out on the opportunity to learn and so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing it's you. If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea. And I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. All right, Thrive, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and the father of five human kids. And because we have a lot of estrogen in the booth today and two former cheerleaders, I'm playing the song Cheerleader. You know this song? It's a great song. Hey, if you're a dude and you know this song, come on now, just let it out. Just, it's okay to sing along. I know you got AM. Some of you are on digital, though. But go ahead and crank it up. Here we go. Oh, yeah. A little, little midday pick-me-up. Okay, now, Thrive Nation, we are talking today. We are talking today about how to become a master of your skill, a master of your career, how to become the best at what you do. We're moving on to step number four, okay, which is you have to break down your big, big goals into deadlines. Elon Musk consistently, Elon Musk, the billion, the billionaire inventor, he consistently announces aggressive timelines that are almost not possible, so it pushes his team to work at an intense speed. So many of you out there uh, don't get your papers uh, completed until the day before the test. 
So many of us as humans don't want to do anything until the last minute. I'm a little bit um, bizarre of a creature in that my teacher would say, hey, everybody, yeah. we want to get the uh, papers done in a month. You know, we're going to need to be due next, uh, needs to be done in, in three Tuesdays from now. And the stress of having it not done would make me pull an all-nighter every that night. That night, that night. Yeah, and I would usually have the paper done like the next night this or the day so after. And then I would tell the team, hey, team, I remember saying this on three different, th- I remember on three different occasions I'd said this. I looked at the team, I said, don't do anything at all because you <laughs> doing something will be wrong. But I will write the paper and then I will split credit with you, oh but do God. not touch it. Uh. And I would sit there and I remember that. So we had this big old fold out board about Martin Luther King Jr.'s life. And I made all the pictures, wrote all the text. Uh, to me, team starts with I and I'm all about <laughs> some me getting some stuff done. And so I knocked that stuff out, right? Because that's how my mind works, and I can't sleep until the thing's done. You call it OCD, call it whatever. I just call it like, do not tell me a vague idea unless it's happening now or close to now. I just have to throw back a memory for our listeners. No, you know, Clay and I uh, met in college and dated in college. And, you know, I remember our primary activity we did together was probably studying. And nobody studies like he studies. It is an eight-hour time span with no break. I can study for 20 minutes, take a break, study for two, 20 minutes, take a break. He would literally, we would be down, you know, studying all day, really studying. We weren't doing anything else, studying, and then go in to take that test, and you would just be irate. Just <laughs> <laughs> because. Yeah. Well, my brain can't handle multiple thoughts at one time, and so we had an Old Testament class where they're like, you have to memorize this insane passage of the Bible. Like, it's like two pages and so that's all, all the scriptures. And so, that, and so that, that's all I could think about for like a week was those words. So people and you would, would say, make up dirty rhymes to remember them. I remember this just the most insane to, to wait. I love that you weren't thinking about anything else at all except for those words. <laughs> no, that's why when I read the, I know are you, you're required to I read aced that test by the way. The, uh, I know are you, you're required to read the Old Testament and the New Testament in its entirety. Oh. And I remember just, it I was... took you to the bottom. Yeah, I actually uh, lost my faith and became a non-Christian <laughs> as a result of that True process. Story. And I didn't convert back until my son was born blind and was healed. And I still, to this day, oh uh, am afraid of that book because there's just so many things in it that freak me out. I mean, just as an example, one, one, one example. I remember going, you know, I'm reading the Bible, reading along here, and I'm just kind of having a good old time. And then I get to the part where it's like, and God said, you know... <laughs> Kill every last one of them. You know, don't leave the, don't leave their animals. Don't leave their kids. I don't leave their gold. I love that you're having a good time until you get to that yeah. part. And I read it and I'm like, what? And so I go to my professor and I'm like, is this what God said? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, what about oh, forgiveness? God. And he's like, well, you know, in the New Testament, it's all good. And I'm like, I don't know if it would all be good. If I knew anybody or anything that said kill everybody, I don't know that I could be all good. And he's like, no, you, don't, you just don't quite understand. And so oh I came gosh. up, my, 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 my thesis on, on religion and, and, the, and Christ is this, is that I have a cell phone that I use every single day, and I have no clue how it works. And if you try to explain it to me, I go, no, 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 no. And I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Because if I do, I'll be reading books and manuals and trying to figure that crap out, trying to make my own phones out of rocks and vegetation on our on our property. And so I'm just saying, oh I can't gosh. I can't do it. So all I'm saying though to you thrivers, if you have a big thing you want to know or a big quest to become a master, you've got to commit to one thing. Because the the theologians who teach OR teach at ORU, that's what that's what they're committed to. So they know like the answers to my questions and then the questions I'm going to have, and then they know 
all the fears and all the doubts, and they, they've been through this before. So like, listen here, listen here, young sophomore, we have the answers. And so it, it just, all I'm saying is you don't want to be a guy who knows a little bit about everything, a lady who knows a little bit about everything. You want to be a master of one thing, because mastery is what the world will praise, and that's what will give you a financial raise. You feel me? So that's what Ooh, the world will praise, and that's what's going to give you a financial raise. It's mastery. So a notable quotable comes at you hot from Napoleon Hill. He says this. He says, a goal is a dream with a deadline. So if you have a big dream, but you're not breaking it down into steps, it's not actually a goal, according to Napoleon Hill. Well, John Maxwell piles on, the best-selling author of, how to, of a, a 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. He says, nothing separates successful people from unsuccessful people more than how they use their time. I don't want to go off, but I think I have to. <laughs> Successful people understand that time is the most precious commodity on earth. Here okay. he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. Do here it. Here it is. No, here it Put is. up your loins. No, this was on Friday of this past week, oh. and uh, I'm at the office. And I'm. I, and if you ever come up to the office, if you ever want to come up here, uh, high-five me, give me a fist bump, uh, boo. Just run up to me and boo me in person. <laughs> boo. Boo. But the thing is, I don't take breaks, and I don't stop. I just boo, 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 boo. I go because I know what I want to get done today. And on that list is not um, eating, you know? And so here's the deal is that I'll, I'll see people in my office who have a functional mind who are probably great people and they miss a deadline, let's say. So the way it works is we have deadlines are due the day before they're due. So if they're late, um, it causes me frustration, but it's not late for the customer. See, that's how that works. But what happens is th these people will be late by like a day on their, on their, on their project and I'll watch them at about 11 o'clock. They all start gathering around the bar area. Hey, what do you want to eat? I don't know. You want to go to Domino's? Well, I don't want to go, but I'll probably order online. You probably will. Yeah, what are you thinking? Well, I don't know. What I'm, have you had those knots? No, I haven't had those knots. You want to do small? You want to do medium? You want to do large? I don't know. I probably Meanwhile, do. this conversation is just building in you, right? You're just listening to this. Yeah, and more people are gathered around going, yeah, I probably do want a medium. Well, if the three of us are going in together, why don't we get a large? Well, after tax, that's six bucks each. Well, I don't have six, but I'll tell you what, could you kind of, uh, yeah, why don't you, do you have a card? I think I have a card. Let me go to my car. This is like a 45-minute deal. Then they, they order it online, and then a guy shows up here, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for uh, such and such who ordered a pizza. And then they're not available. Then six more people get distracted going, hey, let me see if I can find them. Like there's some sort of missionary who's going into the uncharted office to find the man who ordered the pizza. And this sort of jackassery goes on, and an hour of the day is wasted. And I, I don't get it. I mean, maybe maybe that's just normal, but I don't I don't get that stuff. And so all I'm saying is, if you really do want to get things done, you've got to break it. You got to be very specific about how you're going to prioritize your day. And so John Maxwell advises us to do this. He says, put a five, a number five, by the items on your list that you have to get done, no matter what. Okay. He says, put a four on things that once the fives are done, you got to get that done. He says a three is something where if you have the fours done, then you get the threes done, right? And then a two is the helpful, you know, like, oh, that'd be great if I have time. And then a one is like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you could do all that. <laughs> one is it's on the list, but who are we kidding? Well, the thing is, though, is that I encourage you, if you're an ambitious person, I'm just telling you, people will come to you all the time with ideas and things they want you to do. But you have to ask yourself, is this going to move the needle? Is this going to help my business? And so we come back, we're going to get more into the details of how to become a master of your trade. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. 
And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and uh, the employee side of things. It's gonna help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, the interview process, the employee process, um, if employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. You're stepping back into the 90s here on the Thrive Time Show. We're listening to some PM Dawn. PM Dawn, where have you gone? I mean, I... Re I remember this song vividly. This was awesome. You remember the, the movie Boomerang? You remember the movie yes. Boomerang when that came out? Yes. That was a great soundtrack and a great movie. Welcome back, Thrivers, back into the Thrive Time Show. Many of you are, are joining us after a bathroom break. Some of you are coming back after grabbing some drive through Some of you have been at Oklahoma Joe's. Some of you have just met with Tulsa's second best financial planner, and you're looking for the best financial planner. Some of you are wanting to know about my... Forestration is it foresting? Foresting? What my for Phil? Phil, you've studied this in college. When you want to forest, when you want to, the land was deforested, and you want to begin to forest. What do you what do you call that? Um, I'm not actually sure um, <laughs> what you would call that. Planting um, trees. I I actually didn't study anything in college. I went to state and forestry uh, my senior high school, but. Um, you know, that's a long time ago. <laughs> okay, well, foresting, foresting here, um, it, it, uh, it, we'll get into it later, but it basically says a growth of trees and other plants covering a large area. So maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm foresting. That's I feel good about <laughs> owning that. So I've committed recently that I'm going to plant a tree every weekend. But you've over-delivered. I think you've been planting about <laughs> 10 a weekend, right? You've over-delivered. I did plant. Classic. <laughs> I did plant. No, but here, here's the deal. This is my, and I'm not, I'm not a tree. It's good. I'm not a tree hugger. But if I was, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But the no. thing is, we're talking about mastery, okay? And this relates to this. But what happens is when you plant a tree, 
and nothing spectacular happens. And then, like, all of a sudden you look up and it's been, like, 10 years. So Vanessa and I used to live in a house um, in the Silverwood neighborhood yep. where I planted a bunch of trees to hide I my remember. commercial <laughs> business from my neighbors. It's a forest back there now. I planted, like, a nine-foot like wall, a yep. nine-foot uh, fence, yep. and I planted trees. And now they're all pretty decent size. They're yeah. adult trees. But it takes a long time. And this is yeah. my pet peeve. We live out there in Broken Arrow. And, Phil, I don't know if this bothers you, but you, you drive by a, a new development, and the first move is they name it something sort of like a medieval kind of where it's like, you know, Stone Mill, Stone Mill Village, Stone right. Mill Village or, or Seaport Rock or something. And I'm like, there's no seaport. There's no Stone Mill. And, they, and then they knock out down. They, they knock down all of the trees, like all of them. And then they build these houses and then they plant these little stupid trees, you right. know, a little stupid baby tree. And they just one by one plant these trees and you live there and you have like the tree that get the complimentary front tree with the little mulch around mm -hmm. it. It's like a sapling forever. Like it never, yeah, <laughs> it never and grows. Exactly. And you get like two in the back and you go, well, hey, let's get under the shade. And so you have to like <laughs> lose like a lot like of a hundred pounds. And if you just time it just right, you can get under a little sliver of shadow <laughs> and you're able to get I me, mean, but it's stupid. And so Vanessa and I bought a property with tons of trees. But Vanessa, there's not there's not enough trees. There are tons of trees, but yeah, he wants complete coverage, you know, from seeing any human. So that's going to require quite a bit more trees. No, this sure. is the thing. In the summer, when all the foliage is out, there's total coverage, total coverage. But what his beef is in the winter, when all <laughs> of the, the the plants lose their leaves, he's like. There's no coverage. He's so got he winter beef. He winter wants beef. the evergreens up all the all way. The so in the summer, I mean, we are going to be just golden. I mean, it already was. You couldn't see anything in the summer. but So yeah. we reached out to the, 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 the tree man from a church. Uh, he's a church, uh, church he's on the awesome. Move fame. He planted all the trees at Church on the Move. And I call him Paul Wall. Paul Wall. Because <laughs> he's helping us build a wall, too. You know that song? You guys, if you listen to that, that Grills song, song called wall. Grills uh, by Nelly. He's <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? It's the Ice Man Paul Wall. Oh, my teeth is something like a disco ball. You know, it's the whole thing. So I'm, yeah. So anyway, it. so I'm. He's planting trees everywhere, and I'm, I'm trying. So I'm trying to create kind of like a a Yoda esque environment. You know, where because Luke had to want to meet with Yoda. He had to right. fly, in, and then he's like. You seek Yoda. Mm -hmm. Yoda. Mm -hmm. Take you to him, I will. But, you know, there's no one else there. But you want no one right. to find you. You want them right. to be like, they seek you, but you cannot Phil, be have found. you ever thought about building a wall um, around your property with <laughs> tons of trees and becoming a Yoda? I, I have. I have. But um, so far, uh, I haven't done that. Now, nope. So you're talking about you're just planting trees at home. Yeah, as many at as home, I possibly can. And building right. a wall. I thought and maybe putting you were. A gate in. Now, every I time I see a tree get knocked down by one of those developments, I'm like, that's that's 10 more. <laughs> Seven more. It's four more. I'm trying to. I'm trying to create my own Amazon. He's actually now talking about we need to plant trees in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the issue is recently yeah. I've noticed the anaconda have increased the count of anaconda. Now we have a bobcat out there. We do have a. Do bobcat. we not have a billy goat? Billy goat? A oh. random billy goat? Um, jump, jump so okay, that's across the street. They're great. We have several goats, and they're they they're. Like what, all the time, they're what, great. We love what, them. What am I making up? What was the animal that was in the backyard? The kids? It was a bo bobcat. It's bobcat. No, it was a billy goat. There was a goat that was oh, in the backyard. That, you're right. The goat with the long beard. The, <laughs> yes, I forgot about. Why him. do you forget Mr. Beard? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, he just came for like I don't know a token visit. Just for a yeah. visit. I've yeah, seen some deer back there. I've seen some stuff. There's some stuff going on back there. So the Phil is, if you want to become a master of your landscaping. You got to start planting their stuff early, though. Seriously, right? And if you want to become a master of your financial future, you got to start now. Why do people have to start now if they want to retire well later? Walk me through this. Well, it, it's awesome when I'm working with somebody that that's a young business owner, 
that is sees the potential and what he has there and his uh, financial future because time and compounded interest are an amazing amazing uh, accomplishment for a lot of folks that start early and so much easier they put less away in the beginning um, because they've got the years for it to compound um, as opposed to somebody that I meet that might be in their late 50s and they're wanting to retire at 65 and they've done nothing, which I see at least one of those a week. Um, it's pretty serious. It's, uh, they have to put a lot of money away to have a retirement that soon. Now, Albert Einstein once said this. He says, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Fell. Talk to me. Preach to me. What was the Absolutely Do you have a right. success story of somebody who's actually... I mean, do you have any real clients you've ever actually really worked with? Maybe you could share a success story of somebody who decided to get serious about saving. Maybe not them specifically, their name, but can you give us a, a success story, a feel-good? We need a feel-good, Phil. Absolutely. I've got a, uh, a gentleman that I started to uh, get with. Um, he, was, he was 31 years old, had a successful business, was putting everything back into his business, had nothing put toward retirement. Um, since then, I got him on a plan, a structured plan, where he puts so much away. We've watched it grow. He's able to get to it. He's actually taken loans from himself over the years rather than the banks. Um, loans that he can pay back or not pay back. It's up to him. It's his retirement plan. But he has um, exceeded what he needs for retirement in that plan, and so he's able to draw off of that and actually use it for business loans, and he's been doing it now for about 18 years. What's your uh, website there, Phil? I mean, I know, you, I know you guys stay busy financially planning, helping people plan, but did you, did you have time to create a website and a phone number, Phil? Huh? I did. Huh? I okay. did. Uh, myanchorgroup.com. Lots of good information there. And then uh, give us a call at 918-591-2880. Uh, just because there's two or three people out there that want to ask, can I send you a fax? Is there a fax number? There is, and it's real close to oh, our phone wow, number. Oh, nice. 918-591-2881. And you know what sound a fax machine makes? Uh, yeah, I mean... Right? And people, people are going, stop it. I, I, I will not do it again after I do this final. I want like an ode to the fax. Why, Phil? What are you faxing? I know. I don't know. It sounds like you're you're faxing like bolts and <laughs> screws and nuts and stuff. But now, Thrivers, when we come back, we're going to get into this final step of how to become a master, which is you must be honest with yourself. Now, Sharita was a cheerleading coach. And she has some stories. There are certain people that shouldn't be flyers and certain people that should and certain people that should be bases and certain people that can improve and certain people that can't. But nobody has a daughter that could ever get better. Oh, no, because your daughter's awesome. So it's all about being real, right? It's all about being honest with yourself. Stay tuned as Sharita gets real on the Thrive Time Show. Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was you know definitely more entertaining than most radio shows um, and so that's you know took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it I think it's 
wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything, it's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group. Um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. Welcome back to your audio dojo of Mojo, the place that you go and your friends go and the friends of your friends. They all go on a daily basis to improve the smile on your faces because you have found your oasis. This is the place where you learn how to start and grow a successful company. And I'm telling you, for people out there who've been looking for this, they're going, I think, I, I, is this a real thing? Is this a real show? Is this going to be on tomorrow? Where can I find more? Well, you can find more at thrivetimeshow.com. It is a real thing because we have great sponsors like Oklahoma Joe's. So for lunch today, you know, you, you could just go out there and, and buy lunch from anybody. But why not redirect a little bit of spending towards the people who are putting together this great show here and uh, show a little bit of love for Oklahoma Joe's. And by the way, there you will find some incredible baked, uh, baked beans, which I diligently buy every week. And we talk, we're talking today about how to become a master of something. Well, you become a master of something by first deciding what you want to become a master of. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you must determine what you want to become a master of. And if you're listening today and you don't know what that is, I encourage you to go listen to yesterday's show because we help you find your life's work and passion. But step number two is you've got to find an apprenticeship program out there where somebody can show you the way. That's why we do our monthly in-person workshops. In fact, our next one is going to be here uh, coming up here during April, and this is going to be about uh, 20... I don't know. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's towards the end of the month. If you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can find all the conference details. Again, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can find all the details there. But these workshops are two days. They're 15 hours of power. And at these workshops, people that know the way are going to show you how to start and grow a successful company. But once you know what to do, right, you have to commit to this career for a 10-year window of time. 
And when you commit to something for 10 years, that seems like a massive amount of time. But I'm telling you, anybody who you, you could throw out a name out there who's great at anything, these people are masters at it because of the amount of intense focus they spend on that thing, studying that thing, mastering that thing. Now, step four is you've got to use tight deadlines to get things done. Otherwise, your big goal won't turn into reality. And so, Sharita, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give you a fun factoid for you. Here, here we go. You know, Benjamin Franklin obviously is famous for inventing the Franklin uh, stove for bifocals, uh, for helping discover how electricity works. Um, and one of the things that he did is he used to tell the world about his lofty goal and when he was going to get it done before he got it done. So he'd kind of talk some smack. He'd tell people, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. But then he had the wisdom to break it down into those small steps. Now, when you it, for during a time in your life, you coached, I believe, college cheerleading, and you're also a college cheerleader. Yes. And so these girls sometimes would tell you what they'd say. Oh yes, Vanessa and I both we would witness. I'm going to get said skill. I'm going to get my backhand spring, or I'm going to get my tuck, or whatever, my fool, or I'm going to be able to hit this stunt. I'm going to pull a liberty, or you know, a bow and arrow, or whatever. And they They're would just making up words, they would man. Just, these are real things, but they would say, "I'm going to get this skill," and. Instead of like having the steps or understanding they have to go through like the progressions, there's a whole skill set you have to go through. They wouldn't do that. So a lot of smack talking, but not really the diligent doing to go with it sometimes. And I find most people struggle to break it down into sure. the specific details. And so this is um, probably my superpower, but also my biggest source of annoyance. I hate big ideas. I hate the discussion <laughs> of broad ideas. I hate the discussion of big feelings. I just don't care. <laughs> But if I can break it down into the specific steps, I, love I will go and do it and knock it out. But just saying, I want to be successful. That's like a yeah. stressful statement <laughs> for me. So I it just, really does stress him I out. Know. That's why I'm <laughs> laughing so hard because it does. And you he'll say, him. what's the action step? What's the next thing? What's the diligent you know, process we have to go through? Well, and, and on that note, I think that sometimes people look, oh, I want to be successful. Or I want to start a business or I want to you know, have this thing. And they so they get overwhelmed and it's like you have to start somewhere because sometimes the idea is so big and i think if they're not someone like clay who knows how to break something down they almost get paralyzed with fear because they don't know where to start i agree so you have to start somewhere mm -hmm. now where is that how do you how do you find clay the first step to start well you gotta you you just have to i keep going back to you have to find somebody who knows the way so if yeah. you're this is a business show so as an example, if you said, I want to be top in Google, um, well, first off, I would ask you, I'd encourage you to think about this. How much money are you leaving out there? How much money are you missing out on as a result of not being top in Google? So I'm going to give you an example that'll, that'll make your mind explode. So for Elephant in the Room, our men's grooming lounge, and for a company we're working with called Witness Security, our team did the research for them. And we showed that this number of people per month are looking for this service. So let's let's go with elephant in the room. So there's, let's say, 500 people a month looking for this particular term, men's haircuts. Well, if the average haircut is $37, you take $37 times 50 and you go times 500 and you go, oh, wow, I'm losing out on, even if it was $3 a haircut, I mean, I'd be, I'd be losing out on, uh, fifteen hundred dollars, but then you add another zero. That's fifteen thousand dollars of business I'm losing out on as a result of not being top in Google. So now, so first you have to start with: Do you even want the thing? So we're working off the premise that you do want the thing, and now you got to commit ten years to it. Now you say ten years to be in top in Google. Ah, uh, yeah. So elephant in the room: We've committed 
uh, to be top in Google. And now here we are in year five, and we're top in Google for everything. So we now want to open up a new location in Oklahoma City very soon, and we're opening up one in Jinx. And if you get out your computer or your smartphone or your, I'm not sure the Etch-A-Sketch has a Google feature on it, but you can use some kind of digital device. Surprise, it doesn't. And you search for Jinx men's haircuts, men's haircuts and Jinx, and you'll discover Elephant in the Room is creeping on up there. Why, why are we Why are we topping Google? Why? I mean, you ever thought, why? That's where you'd reach out to your apprentice, your coach, and they would break it down for you into the steps. And I can tell you, if you want to be topping Google, there are approximately about 30 specific steps that you need to take, and we can help you with that. And so I'm going to get into the details of that right now just to kind of help you a little bit. Um, one, your website has to be built on a WordPress-based uh, platform, and you go, that's not true. My website was built on Joomla, and I'm top. <laughs> well, you know what? You're awesome. You win the game of life. I'm talking about in the case of 95% of our Ooh. listeners, you want to do that. And Google does place a little bit of bias on an older site. So if you have an older site that's been established and you're top in Google, seniority, then you win. No, it is seniority because if it happens, they don't want they want to keep scammers out of there. Yeah. So they want to keep people from having an idea last night in their dorm room and then getting to the top of Google tomorrow. They want to make sure that what you find in Google is relevant. Two, you have to produce more content than your competition, right? You got to do that. That requires time, actual, actual typing, writing, work. Well, I just thought everyone gets to be taught based on what they feel. No, and then the third is it has to be mobile compliant. It has to look good on a mobile device. And fourth, you have to have the most reviews. All of these things require time. So then the next step is you would break it down into, okay, how many reviews from, from our actual customers could I get this week? And if that number is two a week, then, uh, you know, and I'm a genius, so I know this, then you would get probably 104 a year if you did two a week. You know what I'm saying? Because what you do is you, you take the 52 times the two and you carry the number and pretty soon, 100, you know, 104. It's an incredible, incredible mathematics you're, you're, you're listening to here today. But you have to think about that. Then if it's about content, I want to praise Witness Security. These guys, every single Tuesday, I'll get to work around five. These homies are already here writing content, and that's why they're top in Google when you Google Tulsa Home Security. By the way, Witness Security, guys, if you're listening, I ain't mad at you, man. I just I just want to be you. You know what I'm saying? I just have a jealousy. You guys are awesome. You guys are diligent doers, and we're excited for you. When we come back, we're going to get more into how to become a master of your skill. 